Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tim Gaither Podcast. Today is uh, Wrestling Wednesday. Today, my guest is Timor Terry. He's a three-time high school state champion from Kansas. He won state, I think, just about every single year when we were kids. Uh, he was a three-time Division One All-American at Nebraska, and uh, super cool dude, a uh, really good person, as well as being a great wrestler, and I'm really looking forward to having him on. Make sure you like and subscribe and share and all that stuff. If you enjoy these podcasts, I would really appreciate it. And let's bring in Timor. How you doing, man? Good, man. How about you? I'm good. Are you uh, you in Brazil, right? Yeah. Yeah? How's it going there with uh, COVID-19 and all that business? Well, you know, we're the second, big, we're the second uh, biggest debacle in the world. So, you know, we're trying to keep up with the, uh, keep up with the, the, the states. So, uh... <laughs> debacle how do you mean like the most cases and deaths and all that most cases most deaths you know people still acting like it's not actually real you know that kind of thing yeah is it is it also part of because uh like brazilians and south americans are very like gregarious people like they want to talk to each other and hang out and shit is that part of the problem some of it's yeah that's definitely they're very social people very yeah. social culture which is one thing i like about it but at the same time you know the the problem in brazil is you have these what are called favelas which is basically like the ghetto in in but like not like the ghetto's nice in the united states compared <laughs> to here but like good, good living there okay so the government basically gives them no services. So you have like 30% of the population that lives in these favelas. Now remember Brazil's the sixth largest country in the world in terms of population. So there's a lot of people. Yeah. And because so that you have all these people that literally in the favelas, there's no hospitals, there's no doctors, there's no medical, there's no nothing. So it just runs rampant in these places. Yeah. And that's what your biggest problem is here. Okay. So, uh, Today's yeah. South America, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. How did you uh, discover that you liked it there so much? What is it you do for a living? You're like this international man of mystery. You're always on the freaking beach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I try to, I try to stay low. You know, move fast, stay low. So my buddy always tells me. Uh, so, man, we just, we've got a. I'm just been an entrepreneur my whole life, so we. We've always just kind of started businesses, so we launched a, a medical equipment business about three years ago. That's doing pretty well, but it, it all can be done over the internet. Like yeah. I like businesses that, that allow me to work wherever I want to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's all done over the internet, phones, emails, text. So we sell we sell medical equipment, um, okay. but it, I, yeah, I travel a lot to do that. So yeah. I just uh, I just sent out a Facebook thing saying I was going to have you on here because uh, everyone who wrestled in Kansas knows who Timor Terry is, and so I've got a few questions here for for people that I was going to ask. But I was always curious, where did you get the name Timor, and has anyone ever said it right the first time? <laughs> uh, so I'm the fourth. Okay. Right. So they actually they somehow managed to do this a few more times for me. So I'm Timor Timor Lee Terry the fourth. Um, origins basically it's kind of it's got some basically like french and cameroonian orient origins whatever the hell that means i just okay. know that's as far as i got <laughs> um 
it, it, part B of the question is no. I mean, it, it's so funny. They used to butcher my name in kids, Kansas kids wrestling. Was in, I, I was Temper. I was yeah. Tim Oweyer. I was. I mean, sometimes they didn't even bother. They were just like, yeah, the kid from Mac, the black kid. Yeah, send him up. Yeah, we Terry. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I remember every bracket growing up. It would say Temper Terry. And uh, even even to this day, every time I text you, I have to correct it because it says fucking t- temper every time. I'm like, no, damn it. The man's name is Timor. <laughs> I've typed it in a hundred times. You'd think by now it would be like, oh, this is the guy you're trying to talk to. Um, right, right. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, it got butchered. I almost missed a couple of matches of kids because I didn't, I didn't know who they were talking to. You know, they're, they're announcing my name, and I'm like, well, fuck, that can't be me. Yeah. And I was like, no, that's you, dude. You got to get out. I was like, oh, shit, that, I didn't even know what they were saying. Yeah. So. I, I remember t- you telling me when we hung out in Little Rock that uh, no one in your family had wrestled before. Is that right? Yeah, no. My dad was a big, like, track athlete. My dad ran at Wichita State, did, like, the decathlon. He was, like, a big high jumper. So I did. I was really big into track when I was young. Um, but then, you know, my mom really wasn't into sports. My sisters were both really big in track. Track was kind of our family sport. Yeah. Um, and it was funny. You, you might remember, uh, you remember Jerry Bowen? Oh yeah. He was just at my show in Wichita. Okay. So Jerry, it just, I, I moved next door to Jerry when I was seven. Okay. Literally lived in like a circle cove area and he was one house over. And so we just became friends and I just... He wrestled, so I just went to wrestling practice with him. That was the only reason I ever got into it. And I just, I kind of had a knack for it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, you made it to the state finals your very first year, too, right? Yeah, I got my ass kicked, but I got there. <laughs> yeah, but you were only Tab what? Hodge. You remember Tab Hodge? I remember the name, and I remember he was one of those really talented kids that, that ended up quitting, I think, even before high school. But he was really good. He- he was good. Him and his brother, he had a brother named Ty. Yeah. And they were both like from Emporia and they were both like four time undefeated state champs. Like everybody knew him. Yeah. And he was in my weight class my first year. So I think I lost to him four or five times. I got beat bad, like 15 to one. It was terrible. <laughs> Funny about that. But your first state title, you were what, nine years old? And you were in, uh, it was in 10 and under 65, and I remember because I was in that bracket, and we were, we talked about it a little bit in Little Rock, but dude, I don't know if you still have that bracket, but you should find it sometime and see how many people in that bracket alone ended up becoming high school state champs. I mean, it was yeah. loaded, dude. You, Cody Rolfe, Jarrett Welch, um, I got beat out, um, so many studs. I mean, I can't even remember who all was in it. Yeah. That silver, I forget his name. He was from like El Dorado. Stiverson. 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 He was tough. I upset. The funny thing was, like, those guys beat me all year. I don't know what, like, I just had a good tournament. Stiverson beat me the whole year. Cody Roth beat me the whole year. And I literally wrestled those two in the semis and the finals. It just, it was the first time I beat either one of them. Yeah. It was, I just had a good tournament. What what all do you, what do you remember about if anything? I mean, you were nine years old, but do you remember anything about that first Tate title? Oh yeah, like literally, I remember I remember headlocking Stiverson to win. Like I, I never thrown a headlock in my whole life, and somehow really? he did, and like his head popped up and I took it, and I bit wind up beating him like eight three. I'm pretty sure that was a score, and then um, 
Rolf, I think Rolf was beating me the whole match, honestly. And I remember, I still have it on some VHS tape somewhere. I think I, we just kind of scrambled and I snapped him down and he, he kind of got up funny and I just literally almost ran over it. Yeah. And when I caught him, I just caught him on his back for like a two count and I got four points. Yeah. And basically I beat him, I beat him like four three. I'm pretty sure. It's, it, he's beating me the whole match. It's funny the stuff you remember. Um, you and I were at a freestyle tournament after that, and we were sitting there talking about your state finals, and and the, and some guy came up and was like, man, that was such a great move at the end of that match with Cody Rolfe, and, and the guy walked away, and I remember you looked at me and you go, everyone keeps telling me what a great great, great move that was. All I did was push him. <laughs> You're like, I basically just ran over him. Ran into him. Yeah. Just to be more on balance And I also remember you... Um, like the year after that, we were like warming up uh, some tournament, Topeka or something, and you were telling me like, you were like, yeah, I think I'm gonna quit. I'm, I think I'm, I don't, I don't think I want to do this anymore. And I, I was like, you can't quit. You're a state champion. Like, to me, that was just the mecca. Like if you were a state champion, you could retire. But I mean, as far, but we were only ten, so I was like, I was like, you can't quit. You're too good. You're a state champion. So I like to think I'm the reason that you uh, became as good as you did. You were the uh, you were the little uh, voice on the shoulder. It's like shit. I told me to stay in it. I probably should. Damn it. Do you do you know um, because your kid's career you you made you made the finals every year. You only lost once. Do you do you know how many times you lost in kids in six years? Because it couldn't have been very much. Boy, I. T- I See, I don't, after, honestly, no, I, I, because I lost a bunch. My first year, I lost a lot. I funny, it's funny, I don't, do you know a kid named Scott Zander? Yeah. From, remember Scotty Zander's like a big muscular kid from yeah, Colorado? I totally do. Yeah, that was the first time I got pinned. I hated that fucker. <laughs> and uh, I remember beat, getting beat by him a few, I got lost a lot my first year, and then like I said, my second year was, when I beat Stiverson and Rolf. Yeah. Right. But I had lost a lot that year. Stiverson had beat me twice, I think. Rolf had beat Rolf killed me. I mean, he almost they didn't even have the fifteen point rule back then. I think he beat me by like sixteen points early in the year. Yeah. And then Yeah. But I don't think I lost after that year, I don't think I lost again. Really? After that, my second year, once I won state and I was I like just in my head, I was like, Okay, I'm good enough to win. I, I don't think I lost again. After that not in kansas now you know we would go to like Tulsa the nationals and you know the junior opens and all that and i lost some matches there but in the state of kansas i don't think i lost any after that second year yeah so the four years or something yeah um you were a three-time high school state champ and uh and you were a four-time finalist so that means you made 10 state straight finals and won eight of them which is pretty freaking good um but your freshman year, you lost to uh, Justin Ware, and mm-hmm. anyone who wrestled in our age group and time knows who Justin Ware was. I think he won like eleven kid state titles and absolutely destroyed everyone. It was like it was like even the good kids were here, and Justin Ware was here, and you were like right here, you know, as as far as like in kids. And I think your freshman year, he beat you by, like, what, five points in the finals? Yeah, I think it was, like, yeah, I think it was, like, eight, three or something like that. Yeah. Seven, two, something like that. Yeah. yeah. 
So you yeah. were one of the few people in Kansas that even got close to beating him, you know, with even within five points was like a big deal back then to, to get with Justin Ware. What is it you remember about him that was so freaking good? And I have more questions later on about Justin Ware because I'm very intrigued by the guy because now he's like this, no one knows who he is and where he's, where he's at. And, you know, he's just like this mythical Kansas figure. Anyway, what do you remember about him? You know, I, I think probably the thing that stands out the most to me about him was like he actually enjoyed the competition. Like he, you know what I mean? There's just certain guys that like could rise to the occasion. Like they liked it. They yeah. they wanted to be, you know, everything's riding on me and this is it. And I'm like, he was that kid. Yeah. Like, so he really like, he gained up for big matches. You know what I mean? Um, I, I honestly, I think that was probably the biggest thing I remember. It's like mentally, like, you could just tell he was like, even as a young kid, like he was very well prepared. He enjoyed the competition and he enjoyed being on a big stage. Yeah. And so he wrestled really well yeah. in those matches. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, that carried over into college. We could get into that. We wrestled on the same team. But I think that's probably the biggest thing I remember. And, and honestly, he was like, where was a really good bat? Like he was really fast, powerful. I mean, he was like, he should have been a state champ in like the 110 hurdles. I mean, he was just a good athlete. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Was a great, was a great football player. He was a standout on their high school football team. He was a standout on their baseball team. Like he was just a good athlete too. Yeah. You know? I remember somebody saying when we were kids, they're like, he's even better at baseball. And as a kid, I was like, how is that even possible? <laughs> yeah. Um, That's what we used to think. We were like, why doesn't wear freestyle? And they were like, cause he's really good at baseball. Yeah. I mean, he was, yeah. Um, so, did you have anybody else your senior year, your year in high school that that pushed you at all, or was is he your only loss? Yeah, I lost to him literally three times my freshman year. Okay, I that, lost in the duel. I lost in the uh, Newton tournament in the finals in the Newton tournament. If you remember that, and then I lost in the state finals. Okay, but I, I didn't. He was the only guy to beat. So, in other words, in in seven for seven years in a row. You lost a total of three matches, and it was all to one guy. Pretty much. Have you ever thought about that? Well, well. Now remember, because I wrestled a lot though in the summertime. Sure, sure. You know, so in Kansas, yes. Yeah. But outside of that, yeah, you know, I lost matches outside of that game. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're being modest, but you, uh, you, you basically went undefeated for seven goddamn years. <laughs> <laughs> In my state, I was okay. Yeah, and and guys that are as good as you, that's not a big deal to, but, um, you know, to to the rest of us, we're like, fuck, you dickhead. (laughs) 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 Um, Your senior year of high school, you only wrestled seven matches, and uh, tell us why that is. Yeah, so I played soccer. So the funny thing was, I played soccer because I didn't want to get hurt playing football because I knew at the end of the day I was going to wrestle. That wasn't, it wasn't a question. So I was just really trying to stay in shape and stay active. So I figured we play, I play soccer because a lot of running, get me in shape, you know, can't, how dangerous could it actually be? I'll do this. Yeah. First damn game of the semi senior year. Cause I played, I played the year before. We were pretty good. I mean, we were like, like third in the state. We were a pretty good team. Yeah. And I, Literally, the first game of the year, there was like a corner kick, and I just remember going up and jumping, and I jumped, and I, when I came down, the kick fell over. 
And when he fell, he just rolled up on the back of my leg. And I remember hearing these two little pops in my knee and just going, shit, I didn't think much of it. And I played a little while longer than I just noticed, like, my knee was stiff. And long story short, I said, I mean, I wound up, I tore my ACL. Okay. You know, but this is, you know, this is 1992. You know what I mean? Like, the technology back then, they were like, put two sticks next to it, grab some fucking duct tape around it, let's go. I mean, that's what you did. (laughs) Yeah. So I wound up just sitting out the whole season. And then basically I was like, shit, I got to, I got to be able to rest. So it was funny. I don't know if you've ever seen like when they, one of the tests they would do to test your strength to see if you were strong enough to go back and compete Yeah, is they had this thing called the Cybex. And basically it was like, you do like, you know, like pull, you know what I mean? Like, uh, whatever that, what do you, what do you call it when you do the, uh, like, uh, like a pendulum? like high races and stuff like that. So you're basically, you were like putting your bad leg up against your weak leg and seeing if it was close. If it was at least 90% of your good leg, then they'd let you go. Okay. So I just cheated on my good leg. I went like 50%. <laughs> and they're like, wow, your leg's really strong. I'm like, yeah, I know. Can I go? They're like, yeah, I'm like, good. Cause I knew, I was like, if you just get me on the mat, I'm like, I'm going to beat Dustin Bain for Mark Brooks. I'm like, I'm going to win. I, mean, yeah. I just need to be, just let me wrestle. So I just cheated on my bad, on my good leg. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there was probably all these kids thinking, I got a shot to win state this year. Team War's hurt. And you're hurt the whole year. And then you come back and win regional and state. And uh, you finish the season seven and zero. I bet they hated your ass. And the funny thing was, I almost got thrown out of the regional tournament. They Legitimately, they should have disqualified me. Really? Because I basically, like, I was just, I think it was like my second match. And I was just amped up. I had wrestled all year. So, I mean, you know. This kid, yeah, I take the kid down. This kid does a stand-up, and I mean, I just go crotch and claw, like, and just drill the kid. I mean, I got pictures of it. It was bad. And technically, the kid should have, like, I should have gotten disqualified. The funny thing was, his coach was actually the dad. You remember the working team, brother? Oh, yeah. That working team was the coach. Okay. We all wrestled on the same kids' team together. Okay. So his basically working team was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do this. Like I'm not because he knew I should. I was better than the kid. So right. he was like, I'm not gonna disqualify you. So he basically, literally had to kick it, go out there, like you know where they start the match and then stop it and shake hands and he defaults. He yeah. made the kid go do that. Okay, is the only thing that saved me. They would have just kicked me out. You know, I would have got disqualified. Yeah. Dude, that's part of why I like wrestling, man. There's people like that in this sport that are like, no, I, I'm not gonna let, I, I'm not gonna let that happen to this kid. He's really freaking talented, and they're gonna take away his third state title just so my kid can move on. Um, that's really cool that he did that. Um, speaking of, uh, of uh, was it Dustin Bame that you wrestled? Dustin, yeah. Okay, um, that that Arc City reunion thing a few years ago was that the last time you wrestled? Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Well, Jeremy Malloy, my, uh, you know Jeremy Malloy, right? I remember him, yeah. Yeah, he was telling me the story of how he went to that, uh, before the duel, they were asking Dustin Bame if he wanted to wrestle in the thing, and he was like, I'll wrestle if I can wrestle Timor Terry, and uh, he, like, started training for it and shit, and then I, <laughs> and then uh, you, you handled him pretty good in the, in the duel or whatever, and then, uh, 
Jeremy said that he came up to you at the party afterwards and he goes, Timor, I think we've established that I cannot beat you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, exactly. In full Arc City drawl. He lay a table. Well, I, I, it was, so I was like, yeah, well, good seeing you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. I just thought that was so the funny. Thing I was worried about it. I was so worried I was going to have a heart attack. I'm like, I'm still out of the shape. I'm like, right, if I get to the first period, I'll be okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I signed up for an old-timers tournament a few years ago, and then I ended up having a, a surgery on my shoulder and couldn't do it. But you, you think that you're you – don't you forget – how freaking hard it is to wrestle and then you go and do it especially in a competition setting like that you know like even if it's just a duel for fun you know you're you're in front of all those people and all that shit and it just becomes a different thing it's not like you might be able to wrestle in the room for a while but getting in front of people is a totally different animal um totally yeah so you were dying during that oh god i mean you know, just like you said, you don't realize how much energy you expend. Like, you know, you kind of just, you're kind of pumped up, I guess, and you're doing things harder than you normally do. And next thing you know, you're like, that first period's over. And you're like, shit, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm having to, you know, you're having to dig deep. Yeah. You're like, this is the first period. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I, I was a little bit winded, but, yeah, I, I figured out how to pull through it. You know, and I think there were like one minute period, so you were only going to get so tired. Right. Yeah. Um, you said that you wrestled a lot of freestyle. Is that what led you to uh, Nebraska? Did you ever consider any other schools, or what is a, was it always Nebraska for you? Yeah, no, you know, it's funny. So I always actually thought I was going to go to Iowa State because I was a big Eric Aiken fan. Okay. And he was a buddy of mine, and I kind of looked up to him. So he went to Iowa State. I was thinking, I'll go to Iowa State. Bobby Douglas was there. Right, the only black coach. So I'm thinking, and he was recruiting me. So I actually always thought I was going to go to Iowa State. Actually, the only reason I didn't go is because they screwed up on the recruiting. Because I told those guys from day one, I was like, listen, they wanted me to come to my recruiting trip on the, it was like the weekend of like our prom. And I had a girlfriend. I'm like, I'm going to go to this to the prom. I'm, you know what I mean? Like, just reschedule the trip. Like, it's not that big a deal. Just bring me on a different day. Yeah. And I literally must have told him three or four times, I cannot go on this day. Like, I'm telling you, don't send me on this day. And sure as shit, they sent me the plane ticket, and it was on that day. Yeah. I was like, you guys didn't hear a word I said. I sent the ticket back to him. I was like, I'm not going to. Huh. I was going there. Like, it was. I was going to sign it out of state. Wow. You know what I mean? And it's fine. I mean, I wound up wrestling Bono a hundred times anyway. He was there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was always going to go there. And then after that, I didn't know. Like, I I tossed it around, like, OU a little bit. I knew Oklahoma State. They had a bunch of kids. They weren't going to really come after me. Uh, but my dad had grown up in Lincoln. Okay. And so I was always a pretty big Nebraska fan. And so the funny thing was when Tim Newman, who was the coach at the time, he just really, like, I had torn my ACL. And I didn't know, you know what I mean? Like, I was shot. Like, I'm, my senior year, like, I'm thinking my scholarships are going to be gone. I'm freaking out. Yeah, and so he started recruiting me, and he he had had an ACL before, so he had gone through it before. He knew, so he was he basically kind of coached me through it and helped me through it. He'd call me every week and tell me doing stuff, and that's really the biggest reason I went there. Yeah, is because he just kind of stuck with me and just kind of helped me through. It, you know what I mean? So, so, so if Iowa State had sent you the plane ticket on the right day, that's where you would have gone. Yeah. 
I went to Iowa State. Yeah. Because I wanted to, I liked Aiken. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, he was my boy. I always wanted to wrestle. Like, I, I knew him, you know, I had known him since I was, like, nine. Yeah. I always wanted to do that. So I was, I had already made my mind up. Yeah, I ha- he was on my kids' team when I first started, and I, I did a podcast with him recently, and I wish I would have got him on a Zoom podcast because it was before I started doing those, but it was one of my favorite podcasts, dude. He is he is such a different breed of cat. He is just the coolest. You know, when I was a kid, I wanted to be Eric Aiken. You know, I was just like, the, everything he did to me was cool. Yeah, he was just a cool, he was like the cool older high school kid, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and he was fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like, I was trying to pattern myself a lot after what he was doing. So when he went to Iowa State, I was like, shit, I'm going to Iowa State. Yeah. You know? Did you uh, did you do really well at Junior Nationals every year? You know, the funny thing is I only went once. I didn't, yeah, I went, so my sophomore year, my freshman year I went to Cadets in Battle Creek. Uh, it's funny, I, I literally fractured both of my thumbs. How the fuck do you do that? <laughs> I fractured both of my thumbs and didn't place. Set my, my sophomore year, I doubled the cadets. I won cadets and, and Greco and freestyle cadets my sophomore year. Okay. Didn't go to juniors, though. Then my junior year is the only year I actually went to juniors. Okay. But I made the junior world team before that. So I made the junior world team in Greco. Wrestled in the Worlds, got I, I got fourth. I got fourth at the Worlds, then flew straight back, went to juniors, and shit, wound up getting fourth at juniors. Wow. In Greco. And then the funny thing was, I lost, in freestyle, I literally only went, I went two and two in freestyle. I lost to Jacob Newby, yeah. if you remember him. He was like number one coming out that year. I had him in the second round, got my ass kicked. Okay. And then... I wrestled one other kid, I think, from New Mexico, and then I wrestled this kid, Jeff Catcherbone. I don't know if you know Catcherbone. He I know wrestled him. at Michigan. He was an All-American. He's from Pennsylvania. Yeah. And I got freaking head blocked. I never, I literally low-singled the kid, picked the low-single up, and somehow the fucker headlocked me. I don't know how he did it. <laughs> on one leg. Yeah. I don't want him getting stuck. It's like, I'm out. So that was the only time I went. My senior year, I didn't go because I, I needed to make some money, so I just worked. I didn't even, I didn't even wrestle. So. Okay. Um, so did you redshirt your freshman year at Nebraska? No. No? Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. I beat, funny thing, I beat, so Mike Ironman was an All-American the year before at 150. I beat him. Okay. There was another kid from Missouri I beat. I beat Ware. No, I didn't beat Ware. Ware was at 42. But we wrestled a couple times. We wrestled in matches, and I, I typically could win by then. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so I could beat out. I beat out a defending All American, this kid Kevin Klein from Missouri, who was actually pretty good in high school, um, and then this other kid from from Iowa, Stevens. I beat him out too. Kevin Klein was a Missouri kid, right? Missouri kid. Yeah, he wrestled yeah. with like Matt and Franca. I don't okay. remember in Franca. Oh yeah, Steve Bradley, all those guys. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so your freshman year, you were an All American as a true freshman. Mm-mm. No, no, I got beat out. Okay. The funny thing, the crazy thing was, though, I, I just, so I went one and two my freshman year. But the guys I lost to, I lost to the guy that got second and the guy that got third in oh, the wow. bracket. So I, the first round, I actually got beat by this kid, Porter, who lost to McElroy in the finals. 
He okay. beat me in the first round. <clears throat> um, and then I went back and had to wrestle. I don't know if you know Tom Shiflett from Edinburgh. No. He was like a two- or three-time All-American. Okay. I, I drew him the next round, but I, I, I just had a good match. He might have been hurt. I don't know, but I beat him pretty good. And then the, the next round, I got the kid who was actually the number two seed who got upset. Wound up wrestling all the way back and got third. He should have been in the finals. He was good. Yeah. Um, and he beat me. So I basically wrestled the kid that got second, a three-time All-American, and the kid that got third. And I got beat out. So when you, your college career, like, <clears throat> obviously you hadn't lost a lot of folk-style matches in, in your entire life except for your first couple of years of wrestling. Was it was it hard, like, was it a hard adjustment, you know, getting beat in, in a way that you probably hadn't ever been beat before and and uh it's kind of a two-part question like was it a tough adjustment and was there can you remember anything was it like a specific moment where you where you something clicked and you got better or was it just gradual yeah so you know it's funny it was it's it's really hard when you go from winning a lot to, I mean, I remember the first time because I didn't I didn't lose in college for a while. I probably, you know, my first 10 or 15 matches, I won. And I think I won my first tournament, you know, so I'm like, shit, this is, this, you know, this is right back in the mix, you know what yeah. I mean? And then I got beat at the Las Vegas invite. And funny, and I got beat by the kid that beat me first round at NCAAs, the kid from the, the kid that lost to Macro, that's who I lost in the okay. quarters. And I remember that. Like, I hadn't lost in so long in a, in a collegiate-style tournament. I was like, shit, I didn't know what to do. I mean, like, I, I literally every folk-style tournament I could remember, I was always wrestling on Saturday in the finals. I didn't even remember wrestling in the backgrounds. Yeah. I, I, I never wrestled in the consolations. So that just in itself was like, shit, I got to wake up in the morning and go to consolations. Like, this is weird. <laughs> never done this before. Yeah. You know, uh, so it was like mentally, man, it took me a while. Like I got beat a lot my freshman year because I, I think that was a lot of it, man. You just, you're not used to it. And yeah. it can, you, it takes a minute to get over. You got to really start to realize like, I'm not terrible. I'm okay, but I got to get better. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so it definitely took some adjustment, but I lost, I mean, hell, I lost, I think I lost like 17 matches my freshman year. I mean, I got beat a yeah. lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, my sophomore, I, honestly, the best thing that really the thing that cooked over, like Newman did something that was probably better than anything I'd seen. Like in the summertime, he would take like five or six guys and he had all of these like small little wrestling camps set up all over the state of Nebraska. So we go to like these three day wrestling camps yeah. at high schools. So we go three days there, one day at travel, three days at the next place. Right. But it was about six guys. We all traveled together, worked out the whole summer, but he would make us teach the clinics. That's why I got good at understanding how to keep kids' attention and teach clinics because he would make us do it. Okay. But it also really, I got good at learning technique because those kids will call you out if you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> so you got to understand how to teach it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's that helped me a lot. I did that all summer. We trained every day. I mean, he'd have us out in these small towns kind of pushing cars and stuff. I mean, just ridiculous stuff. But it helped a lot. Mentally, when you train like that in the off season, you start to think, okay, I deserve to win. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I went to the um, – we went to Edinburgh early to a tournament. And I don't know if you remember the Hughes brothers. Yeah. Russ and John Hughes from Penn State. Sure. 
Um, I wrestled one of them in the finals of that tournament. I think he was number one at 42, and we were up at 50, and I beat him. Oh, wow. And once I, once I beat him in that match, I knew I could win at that point. I was like, okay, because this guy's he's number one in the country, and I've known him since he was in high school. Hell, I can beat him. I can beat anybody. Yeah. That's, that was pretty much the match when I was like, okay, I can do this. Did something to your confidence? <clears throat> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, he's one of those guys you saw in high school. He was, you know... First team All-American this, number one kid. He's going to Penn State, him and his brother. He's an All-American. He's number one. I mean, he's he's a good kid. You know what I mean? I'm like, hell, yeah. I can beat him. He's one of the best kids in the country. So yeah. that just, once I knew I could wrestle with him, I was like, okay, I, I can wrestle with these guys. And he had a great college career. I think him and his brother both won it at least once and made the finals a couple times. Yeah, I don't know if they won. Now, one of them lost to Jerry, uh did he? No, he might have beat Abbas. No, that's right. I think one of them did beat Abbas. One of them beat Abbas in the finals. Too. Yeah, because I had Abbas yeah, on my I, podcast. That's right. That was Jerry Abbas. Yeah, he. I think it was John that beat him. Did you ever yeah, wrestle Jerry Abbas? Both... I'm sorry. Did you ever no, wrestle? wrestle? Okay, you were bigger than him, right? Yeah, he was at 42. Okay. Yeah. So the rest of your college career went went how? Your sophomore year, you got third. Yeah, so sophomore year, I lost to Steve Marinetti, who beat McElravey in the finals. Okay. I lost, in the, I lost three years in a row in the semifinals. I mean, wow. just the biggest fucking fuck up at the time. <laughs> but, so I lost to him in the semis, and then I go back and just bone. No, I actually got fourth that year. I boneheaded up and lost to Jeff Byler on a, just a ridiculous, I don't even, I can't even stomach to think about it. Yeah. I lost to him and got fourth. I don't know if you know Thyler. He went to Arizona State. He was pretty tough. I know the name, yeah. Uh, and then my junior year, I, I fuck, I should have won. I was number one. I had beat Joe Williams. I had beat the defending champ, Eric Binion. I beat everybody. And then I was wrestling Binion in the semifinals, and I, that's when I blew my shoulder. I wound up defaulting. Okay. Um, but I was okay. Oh, the funny thing was there was these two twin brothers called the Alderman Twins from Wyoming. They were big. They were tough. One of them, her, I was supposed to wrestle him, but I was like, shit, man, I don't know if I can one-arm this kid. Like, he's kid's strong. Yeah. Good thing, though, he's, he hurt his neck, so he defaulted. So I was like, woohoo! <laughs> I didn't have to wrestle him. <laughs> so I got into third place, and then I literally just snaked this kid on a, a go-behind and wound up beating him like 3-2, this Smith kid from Fresno State. So I got third that year. Okay. And then um, my senior year, I just dealt with my shoulder the whole year. I blew it out the first day of practice again after I redshirted and rehabbed it. Literally, the first day of practice, five minutes into it, I blew it out again. Okay. Uh, so I just dealt with it and wound up losing. I lost to the kid in the semis. I lost to the kid uh, Gardner from Ohio, who I should have beat. I just, I just didn't have a good game plan, and the kid was literally like six three, and I just, I just wrestled a terrible match and just got beat. I mean, he beat me. So it was a bad enough injury that you had to redshirt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I dislocated my shoulder. So once you do that, you know, you got to get it fixed. Yeah. So I just, I just redshirted and wound up and just took that the next year. Didn't you say you had to wrestle up at like one sixty seven or something your senior year too, or you didn't have to, but you did. Well, remember that was the year they changed all the weight classes. Okay. Remember how they because it used when I was first started it was you know 50, 58, 67, 77, and then it changed. It went to what the weight classes are now fifty seven. What is it sixty five? Yeah. So 
I was wrestling 158, but I wasn't very big. I only weighed about 165 pounds. I wasn't really big. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, when they changed the weight classes halfway through, one 158 went to 165. Well, I'm like, well, hell, 150 went to 157. So I'm like, well, shit, I can just go to 57. But they made the rules, so they said you had to wrestle at least half of your matches up to that point at that weight class. Well, I hadn't wrestled 50 all. I'd only wrestled 58, so they wouldn't let me go down. So now I'm I'm literally cutting nothing. I'm walking and eating, getting on the scale yeah. at 65. I was just tiny, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which wasn't that big a deal. I mean, I, I was okay, but... I remember standing in, in line next to the Gardner kid, and I'm like, this kid's like six inches taller. I mean, like, he, he should have played basketball. What the hell he's doing? But, uh, yeah, that's crazy. But, so, yeah, I wound up having to wrestle 65 that year. And you finished, what, sixth? Sixth, yeah, I defaulted. Because my shoulder was pretty bad. After I lost that match in the semis, like, I, the next day I couldn't even hardly lift my shoulder. And I was like, dude, I'm not. I'm done. Yeah. I, I didn't win it, so I, I'm going to place, but I can't. I'm not going through this again. Yeah. Um, Joe Williams is one of the best uh, collegiate wrestlers the United States has ever had. He's one of the best uh, freestyle wrestlers the United States has ever had. And you beat him. Uh, tell us about, about when you beat him. Yeah, it's funny. I was at the. Uh, I was going to be redshirting that year. I was supposed to redshirt. It was 96. I was going to try for the Olympic team. Because okay. Matt Demaray, I don't know if you remember him, he was an NCAA champ from Wisconsin. He was coaching. He was number one on the ladder. So I'm like, well, hell, he's in our room. You never know. You know what I mean? So I was supposed to redshirt. And and then basically what happened is the Northern Iowa Open was going on. I was redshirting. So me, Matt and Franca, the kid from Missouri, all of us redshirts, we just piled in a car and went up to Northern Iowa, right? The rest of the team was somewhere else at an actual, you know, a team tournament. Williams is in the bracket. And so, and you know who else is in the bracket? Matt Hughes. Okay. Remember Matt Hughes? Like the MMA kid? Yeah. He was a two-time All-American. Yeah. I beat him in the semis. He had placed the year before. He was from Eastern Illinois. And then, um, so I had Williams in the finals. Tim, you know the funny thing was, man, it's actually the one time I can remember where literally I wrestled that whole match in my head. The night before, like it literally almost went exactly as it went in my head the night before. Like, no tape that you know, zero zero. I get an escape, blah blah blah. He gets an escape, you know, it comes down to who's going to get a takedown. And I just remember, I always know it's like I always remember that one of the things he would do when he would let you go because I was down in the third period, right? Well, he would, you know, he put his hands up, he wasn't going to ride anybody, yeah. But I always knew I would watch him, and I knew that one of the things he would always do is he would kind of rush you. Like, he'd kind of put his hands and let you go, but you turn around, and he was just so strong and athletic and long that he, a lot of times, would just, just run at you and just run over you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you kind of stand up and face him, <laughs> and you just run over And I thought, I was like, I just knew. I was like, that's what he's going to do. Yeah. And so, basically, when he put his hands on me and let me go, I just didn't stand up. I just stayed low. And sure enough, he came right at me. And I just literally just ankle kicked and just sat him right on his butt. He, he fell right at me. He came right at me. And nice. I was like, shit, this is exactly how I went my dream. Like, <laughs> sat him right on his butt. And there was only a few seconds left. And I just rode him out the rest of the tournament. I, 
my feet. Nice. But it was weird. Like I, I had, I literally the whole match went almost identical to the way I had basically dreamt it the night before. I just remember it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, and I'm sorry. What did you say happened then? Your senior that that year in the semis against Binion? Did you get hurt? Yeah, I got hurt. So I was basically I shot a double. And when I shot it, it like subluxed my shoulder. My shoulder popped out. I was like, "Fuck!" And it just kept happening. And you know, I think your third injury default, you have to default. Yeah. So I just wanted because it kept popping at that point. I just wanted to default. Yeah. So so you would have had Joe Williams in the finals that year, and and you had as good a chance to beat him as anybody. I really think I would have beat him. I mean, honestly, like the people don't realize, like, I just felt like I knew how to wrestle. Yeah. It wasn't even that, not taking anything away from him. Yeah. I just felt like my style was good for him. Like, I I was always confident I could beat. I never thought I would lose. I lost, we, I beat him that match at Northern Iowa. And then we wrestled in the national dual finals. Right. And I, you know, since I'm, since it's 25 years later, I can tell the real story. So I literally, we're in the finals. We're in the finals of the national duels against Iowa. And me being the brilliant young gentleman that I am, I, you know, I go out with with these kids and we're, hell, we're out partying now. I'm out partying and blah, blah, blah. I literally came to the tournament in the same clothes I left in the day before. I stopped at the, I stopped at a quick shop and bought a toothbrush on the way to brush my teeth because I knew. I was like, fuck, man. I get to the tournament. Take off my stuff, start warming up, whatever. And I'm like, boy, this is gonna be this could be a hell of a day. And and the funny thing was, he he snaked me on a takedown. But other than that, I had him. I should have won the match. Yeah. By the end of the match, if you watch, literally, I snapped it down. He laid on the mat. I broke him. I had it, but I, I just ran out of time, yeah. and I wound up losing. And, and at that point, I was like, if we wrestle again, I guarantee you, I'll beat you again. Because yeah. I'm like, hell, I was half drunk and I was beat. You. <laughs> So I just I, I I had his style. I just knew, like I said, I'm not anything special. It's just for him. I knew I could beat. Him. Yeah, I just felt like I had his style down. Is there anything about your college career that if you could do it over, you do it different, or would you do it all the same? Man, you know, not really. I don't really regret anything. I mean, I wish I had won the fucking tournament. I should have. I was good enough to win. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? But how many people say that? Everybody says that, that, you know. But I mean, at the end of the day, like, I'm happy with what happens. You know what I mean? I was blessed to get out of there, got a full scholarship, had a good time, made a great bunch of friends. Like, I don't really regret it. Yeah. You know. So, for the people who don't know, you were teammates with Justin Ware, and he had a really great freshman year. And uh, so, what what happened to him? Oh, jeez. I mean... <laughs> So a lot of people don't realize this. Justin Ware was the only guy in the country that actually took down Alan Freed. Yeah. Alan Freed's senior year. If you know who Alan Freed is, dude he was, was a beast. Yeah, he was an animal from the time he was a freshman in high school. Yeah, uh, and he didn't give up a takedown his entire senior year. But Ware was the only guy, and Ware was such a good athlete. Ware could literally stand in front of him straight double leg, and he yeah. would take him down. I, I mean, it was amazing. Yeah, I, he was just a really talented, fast kid. Um, so it was kind of weird, man. Like we got to the NCAA tournament. Justin was the sixth seed. Steven Abbas was number two seed. And we were all like, shit, where's going to beat him? We're like, where's better than him? We, we, we were like, hell, where's going to get in the finals? He might beat free. 
and we were all like, this is going to be good. You know what I mean? So he he draw he gets a pigtail his first match against this kid from Boise State. Where was impossible to take down with just a regular right side high cross. Like if you high crossed him, he was really easy to get on, but you he was going to take you down if yeah. you got on his leg. He was that good with scooting around the corner. He was really good with. It. So we knew we're like, dude, this kid and all the kid from Boise State did was high cross. His only shot he had. Yeah, we're like, God, where's <clears throat> kill this kid? He goes out there, man. I just, he, I don't know what happened to him, but boy, he was just shot. I don't know what it is. The kid took him down like four times with a high crotch. He had to take that whole year with that high crotch. Huh. I mean, and he winds up losing. And it was, you know, it's the pigtail. So if you don't get pulled through on the next match, you're out. Yeah. So Justin winds up going, you know, Justin's the number six seed. He gets beat by this kid. So then this kid goes in the next round and gets his ass kicked and Blair, Blair's out. Yeah. Only kid he had lost to the whole season was Alan Free. Yeah. And he's out in one round. Yeah. I never <clears throat> saw him again from that day. To really? this day, I still have never seen Justin Walker again. Yeah. I, I remember you telling me that story. And, and so I'm just kind of intrigued by the guy. Just like, you know, here he was this, you know, kind of a Kansas legend. And then... You told me I never saw him again. <laughs> like that's just... nobody on the team did. He dis. We were in North Carolina that year. Okay. NCAA's was in North in Chapel Hill. He lost that match. I don't know. Somehow he got a ride home or whatever. But we he didn't come back with any of us. We never saw him again on campus. I never saw Justin Ward again after that. Wow. To this day. Yeah, I would love to have him on the podcast, but I don't know if anyone knows where the hell he is or what he's doing. Well, I heard, I heard he was coaching in Dark City for a while. I think he's in Dark City. Okay. At least that's what I heard, but I don't know. You know, there's we yeah. were going to send out a search team for it, but hell, I don't know where the hell to start. <laughs> what was his personality like? I don't think I ever talked to Justin Ware. Honestly, not very many people. I didn't really either. He was kind of like to himself. Like when I got to school, he had a girlfriend that he lived with. Okay. You know what I mean? So like. He didn't really go out much with the, I mean, I didn't really hang out with her all that much. I didn't really know him all that well. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. Just He's kind of a quiet nobody, dude. I don't think anybody is. Yeah. It's very intriguing. It's very, very weird uh, story. When your college career was yeah. over, did you did you uh, try out for any World or Olympic teams? Or? Nah, I thought I was hurt. My, so I had to get another surgery because I had blown my shoulder out. So I was dealing with it the whole year. So I knew I was going to have to get it fixed again. Yeah, and I had just honestly like, I you know if that's the one thing I probably would change. It was probably just being just having kind of a childish attitude. I felt like I had kind of got screwed over, like because after my sophomore year when I got fourth, my coach had told me the whole time that I could redshirt because I had gone two seasons and had redshirted. And you know, college wrestling's fucking hard. I mean, it's it's hard on you, grinds yeah. on you. So yeah. I was like, man, I just want to redshirt, try out for the Olympic team. Matt Demery's here. I can train like you never know. I mean, I might, I might make it. And he had, he had told me the whole time that I was going to redshirt, right? From that, from I remember sitting there after I got beat by Tyler for third, and he was like, "Well, redshirt this year." And I was still in my sweating after the match. I remember that. And I went to that tournament in Northern Iowa. Up to that point, I was a redshirt. I went to that tournament in Northern Iowa. And I beat Williams. And on Monday, I'm number one at 58. 
because nobody knew who I was registered. Yeah. They had no idea. So all of a sudden, you know, amateur or whatever, I'm number one at 58 because I just beat Williams. Yeah. So they come back, and then all of a sudden, coach pulls me in, and he's like, we have a chance to win the NCAA tournament, but we need you. And he was like, but I'll let you, you know, you decide. I know I've told you that you can redshirt, and if that's what you decide you want to do, I'm going to honor that. But I just want you to know, like, I want to come to you. Like, I think we can win the NCAA tournament. Obviously, we need you. And I went back. I, like, literally called my dad. I talked. I was, and I just said, man, I'm not. Like, I'm just beat up. Like, I just, my whole mind has been around freestyling and not having to grind through the season. I'm like, I just, mentally, I don't want to do it. Yeah. So I remember I went back, like, a day later, and I was like, yo, man, I just, I decided I'm just going to redshirt. I just don't, my head's not in it right now. And I remember the look on his face. Like, like he couldn't believe that I actually told him I was going to redshirt. He thought for sure I would come out. And then, literally, he was like, okay. And I went to practice. Fifteen minutes later, the assistant came in and was like, you ain't red shirt. Like, you're wrestling. Yeah. I was like, fuck. Okay. So, that, that was sort And I, I probably should have just been more mature about it and just taken it. But I was just a young kid, and I was just a dick about it, quite yeah. frankly. I, was, I basically was like, okay. I was like, so I have the leverage. You know what I mean? I'm like, you guys need me. So, you're going to do this, and you're going to do this, and I'm going to show up to practice when I want to show up to practice because you came to me. Yeah. And it was just being a young, dumb kid. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's probably the biggest thing I would regret. I'm like, I shouldn't have done that. I should have been serious about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Well, they say youth is wasted on the young, and it's because we're dumber than shit when you're young. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you get a little older, and you start figuring things out, and your body doesn't work, and you're like, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, man. I just turned 45, and I'm like, my God. I know. Like the, the, it just doesn't come back around. It doesn't come back as the way it used to. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you miss wrestling? Nope. No? No. Yeah. I mean, I like it when I'm getting in the room. I like to, to work with the kids, and I, I get a lot, you know, I get something from that. But, like, I just don't, I've never really wanted to, like, like, when I coach, I love to go in and coach practice and run practice. Yeah. But, like, if you think I want to go sit at a kid's wrestling tournament all day Saturday from 8 a.m. to 9 p.m., that ain't happening. Yeah. That's just happening. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I miss – I like getting in and interacting with the kids and teaching technique and working and stuff like that. But then after that, I'm like, all right, I'm going home. I need a beer. Yeah. Who do you think uh, is the toughest guy you've ever wrestled besides me when we were 10 at that freestyle tournament? <laughs> well – now you now I gotta dig deep. Now I gotta dig. Uh, I you know. I, I mean honestly, like Ware, Ware was tough. Ware was just he was tough to wrestle. Like he he was he had his game face on, so you knew it was gonna be a good match. Um, probably the biggest, the person I hated to wrestle the most was Bono, Chris Bono. Okay, like he was just cock strong. I mean, he's like five foot four. He benches like 500 pounds. <laughs> he squats, you know, he squats, you know, small houses. I mean, he's fucking strong. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And he had a really hard head and he just wrestled like he was just a little bowling ball. But he just, you knew when you wrestled Bono, you were going to get beat up. Like yeah. win or lose, you were going to come out of that match and be like, man, I got beat up. Yeah. His head was hard and he's strong and he kicked you in and just, I hated wrestling. Yeah. So he was the one guy I remember, like, fuck, I just, I 
now with the WrestleComa again. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I know you've won uh, God knows how many matches, but is there one that stands out in your mind as the most satisfying of your whole career? Uh, boy. I don't know. I mean, there's a there's a lot of good matches. I, th- I mean, honestly, I think beating, beating Williams stood out a lot just because nobody really thought I would beat it. Yeah. That was probably the thing. Everybody thought, you know, he, he was kind of the second, second coming of Christ. So the yeah. fact that I beat the look on Gable's face when I beat him, that was priceless. Yeah. Um, uh, that's probably the big, you know what I mean? Like, um... In college, that was probably the biggest when I thought that stood out. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. High school, not really. There's just some guys I wouldn't even remember. There, there was a kid. I don't know. Did you ever go to the uh, Southern Plains Regional? Uh, I won it when I was a kid, but I didn't. I never wrestled in it again after that. Yeah, and kids, I did it. I remember when I was a cadet. It was the last year I wrestled in. I was getting. I mean, I was getting worked. Like, this kid from Colorado was beating me like a drum. It was ugly. And I don't know what happened, but I somehow just did, like, this... It was, like, the best duck under of my life. And I did it so good, and he was was leaning so hard that he literally flipped over, and I, like, stacked it off the duck under, and it was a touch fall. And I just remember that, because I'm like, boy, this kid's kicking my ass. He was about to tech me. Yeah. And I I hit one duck under and pinned him, and I was like... Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. That was funny. He was he was pretty good. Yeah. What, so. Does any uh, does any loss stand out in your mind as the hardest one of your career to take? Uh, honestly, losing to Gardner my senior year in the semis, I should have beaten him. Like it wasn't. I lost. It is what it is. But I think anybody was looking at it was like, shit, we can't believe we lost that. I mean, I should have beat him. Yeah. So that was probably the big one. And then having to default to Binion, and I should have beat him. I should have won NCAAs out here. I should have beat Williams in the finals. I'd beat both of those guys. Yeah. And I knew I could be, you know what I mean? So those are the big ones. I'm like, fuck, man, I should have won those matches. Yeah. Binion won an NCAA title too, didn't he? Yeah, he had won it the year before. He So, like, the year that Steve Marinetti won it and beat McElravey, Binion was at 58. So, Marinetti won 50, Binion won 58. He beat this kid, uh, Wernsberger, from Michigan State. Yeah, I remember that guy, Dan uh, Wernsberger. Dan Wernsberger, who I think is the coach at, or he was at Virginia Tech. I don't know where he's at now. Yeah, he used to um, coach uh, Southwest Missouri State before they dropped their program. Okay, okay. So, yeah, yeah he was tough. So, uh, yeah, Binion won it that year, and then that next year was when we were all. So you're uh, you're enjoying life these days. Do you have any like long term goals? Do you want to have a kid, have kids, or any of that stuff ever? Nah, so, you know, I, I've never really. I guess haven't been the the uh, the maternal ties. I've never really wanted kids. It's never been something like I wanted to do. So I was married before. You're freezing a little bit. Of course now, but uh, with the friends, she was in Miami. So we didn't, um, but and, you know, even with her, she was like, we had already talked about that. Like we just didn't, kids really just wasn't something we wanted to do. So, yeah. um, you know, my sisters have, my sisters have 10 kids between them. So there's plenty to go around. I can always borrow one of theirs. <laughs> uh, you know, they, um, so that's it. You know, I'm just building up, you know, building these businesses, traveling around. I try to, uh, you know, 
try to give, you know, donate money and help people and do some stuff, especially like with everything that's going on now, we've been trying to give a lot of money and food. So, you know, we do a lot of that kind of stuff and just enjoying life, man, being very blessed in what we, what I've had and, you know, the childhood that I was grown up. I mean, Christ, I grew up in McPherson, Kansas. I mean, yeah. Talk about cupcake is cupcake living, man. I mean, so, you know, I was very thankful. My parents, they brought me up in that, uh, that world. So, I'm happy, man, just building the company, living the dream, I guess, where the hell that is. <laughs> well, you look exactly the same as you did your senior year of high school, so good for you. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I tried to keep it dark so you can't see the bags and the bald spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's been great talking to you, dude. I'll let you go, but uh, I really appreciate you sending that stuff to my mom and my wife. Um, you know, when my mom, she was sick and during my, my wife's pregnancy and all that stuff, we really appreciate it. And uh, if there's anything ever, we can ever do for you, please let us know because uh, we'll never forget you doing that. You, you didn't have to do that, and it was super cool of you. And, uh, yeah, we, everybody everybody knows you from Kansas, and I, I'm looking forward to releasing this because so many people are like, I fucking remember Timor Terry. Everybody remembers Timor <laughs> Terry, dude. Um, so... Yeah, man. Thanks so much for being on here. I'd like to talk to you uh, after this podcast uh, at, at some point about all the stuff that's going on in the world. Uh, we might not want to talk about all of it right now because we don't want to alienate everybody. But, um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but exactly. But thanks so much for being on here, dude. And uh, I'll let you know when it's up, and we will uh, um, we'll stay in touch, and, and hopefully we'll you'll be able to come to a show again sometime. I don't know when I'm going to be able to do comedy full-time again but uh it was cool seeing you and and i don't i don't know if i told you that night but i was so nervous knowing that timor was in the crowd because you you were telling me you were coming and all that shit and i was like trying to be cool about it but i'm like fuck i don't want to look like you know my biggest fear was that i was just gonna eat shit in front of kansas legend timor terry and uh <laughs> dude that was so cool like you're a funny motherfucker dude i mean seriously like i was like but i was like yeah, sorry, sorry for my f bombs. I get caught carried away sometimes. But yeah, I was like, man, this dude's really funny. <laughs> it's like I was cracking up. I'm like, this is good. So yeah, man, it was great to see you. I was glad we got to reconnect. And uh, like I said, I'm I'm more impressed with the fact that you've made it in comedy for 20 years. To me, that that's harder than anything I ever did in wrestling. So kudos to you, man, because that's. That shit ain't easy, so yeah, you know. Well, glad, uh, glad we got to reconnect. Happy for uh, everything that's going for you and uh, good looking kids you got. So that's good. And, uh, yeah, yeah. That for you, man. I appreciate everything. I appreciate you bringing me on. And I, like I said, I'm just glad we're friends. I'm glad we got to reconnect, man. So I look forward to seeing you again. It was great having you, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. All right, buddy. All Take right. care of yourselves. Thanks, Timor. See you guys. Bye bye. All right, everybody. That was Timor Terry. That was super cool for me. Um, really good, really good guy, really good person. Uh, make sure you go to makingithappen.com, M-A-C-A-N, happen.com. Help out little Bo Macon and his family, and make sure you subscribe to my YouTube. I really appreciate that, youtube.com slash Tim Gaither, or just click on that subscribe button at the end of this video. Uh, but yeah, I really appreciate you guys listening. This has been super fun for me to do, with all these podcasts, with all these wrestling studs, and, uh, yeah, so thanks for listening, thanks for tuning in, and uh, God bless all of you. Take care. Bye.